This episode of Market Foolery brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com fool and use the promo code fool at checkout. It's Monday, September 10th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio, Jason Moser and Taylor Muckerman. Happy Monday, gents. Hey, how are we doing? Everybody got their uh, their rain boots. Everybody got their umbrellas. <laughs> Strapping in for Florence. My who's goodness, it's bearing down. It is bearing down. So if you're on the eastern seaboard of the United States of America, get your supplies, people. Yeah, I saw yeah. they were talking about this thing. If it if it rams into the Carolinas, which I guess that's. The going money. At that's least. that's the way to bet. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be the first category, potentially first category four to hit since was it Hugo in '89? I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I that gave me some flashbacks just because I mean I was in Charleston when Hugo hit, and that is just not that a place you want to be. That was a destructive storm. Is, yeah. You just you left high and dry. There's no power, no roads. I mean, it was brutal. So don't be a hero. I think no, it's the lesson don't there. Don't be a hero. Yeah, and they're saying it could stall out like Harvey. Yeah, for a they tell you to get too. out of town. Get yeah. out of town. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because if you stay, man, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. We're going to dip into the full mailbag. It is not merger Monday. It is rather executives on the move Monday. Departure Monday. Departure Monday. Departure Monday. <laughs> Monday. There you go. There there's, we go. Yeah, there's there are people on the move. Let's start with Alibaba. Alibaba announced that Jack Ma is going to be the chairman of the board for precisely one more year, and that on September 10th, 2019, CEO Daniel Zhang is going to take over as chairman. And of the three companies we're going to talk about with people on the move and the stocks are down, this is the stock move I don't quite understand because, yes, Taylor. Transitions are tough, particularly at the highest level of the executive ranks. Mm-hmm. But this seems like Jack Ma is going out of his way to signal as far in advance as possible. Yeah. And Daniel Zhang has been in the executive ranks for I think a decade, starting with chief operating, maybe even longer. Yeah, chief he's operating been CEO officer. since 2015. Right. Yeah. So this is this seems like it should be as smooth a transition as possible. Yeah, he's going out on his own terms. I mean, you look at him; he's only 54, I think. So maybe not as old as you would expect a founder-led company like this to to depart. But kind of reminded me of Bill Gates taking taking himself out of the chairman role. Only a few years older than that, back in 2014, I believe. So um, that company is still doing quite all right. So um, when you look at this company doing very well on its own, uh, I doubt he removes himself completely. Always be in the on, on the speed dial for whoever is in that chairman role moving forward. But uh, I'm not overly worried. I'm not a shareholder, but I wouldn't be overly worried at this news if I was. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I think this is generally a non-issue for the company. It does look like volume is pretty high today. So. Sellers are coming out, mm-hmm. you know. Oftentimes, I mean, it can just boil down to simple institutional profit taking, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's been a decent performing investment. I think uh, a little bit, probably a little bit more uh, earlier in its in sure. its life as an IPO versus now. Um, for me, I mean, this is a strong company. I think with good leadership, already very well established. But the question mark for I think a lot of us has always revolved around their organizational structure. Mm-hmm. It's just really difficult to fully understand who's in control of this business. Um, so while we talk about investing in China, 
and uh, investing often in the the market leaders in China. Certainly, Alibaba stands out as one of those. But you are taking on a modicum of risk in understanding fully how these companies are run and who really is in power. With that said, I think that ultimately this is a non-issue for the company. It's 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 in good shape as it is. Yeah, I think it just kind of comes at a time when most of these Chinese tech stocks have been selling off over the last couple of weeks, uh, just with that whole market going going south in uh, the last few weeks as well. CBS announced that Chairman CEO Les Moonves is leaving effective immediately. This comes just hours after the New Yorker published accounts from six women with allegations of sexual abuse. Uh, sexual assault or misconduct. Um, this is not to be confused with the allegations from six other women, which came earlier this summer. And uh, just from a stock perspective, I have to admit I'm a little baffled by analysts who are coming out this morning and saying that they would invest in CBS. That they would say, "Well, the underlying business is strong." And I just look at the underlying drama going on. I mean, it's the chairman and CEO is gone. We're seeing big turnover in the board. No word on who. You know, there's an I think an interim CEO installed. This like the Redstones always seem to have a flair for the dramatic. Absolutely, and I and that's at the end of the day. I never want to invest in drama. No, not at all. I mean, I think I mean I definitely don't want to make light of the situation. I mean, there's plenty we don't know about what went on. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not making light of any of that. I mean, I think ultimately you keyed in on the I mean the history of this business with the Redstones and National Amusement and now this. I mean, it reads out like a story arc in The Young and the Restless or something. And so I I don't like investing in those types of companies either because once this all shakes out at the end of the day, you still have a company, a legacy media company that is is facing a a much different landscape today than it ever dealt with over the 25 years of Moonves's tenure. And and I don't know necessarily how they deal with that. Certainly, if you look at the financials of the business, top line is essentially flat over the course of the last five years. Uh, advertising made up 42% of total revenue in 2017 versus almost half in 2016. So if they're losing money on the advertising side, and it's reasonable to expect that to continue, how are they going to make it up? Mm-hmm. Because folks really aren't lining up to subscribe uh, to an a la carte CBS service like they are to a Netflix or Amazon or HBO. So uh, once all of this still shakes, once all of this shakes out, I think it's a business that still faces a lot of challenges going forward. Well, and uh, just to go back to Moonves for a second, I mean, one of the storylines here we were talking about this earlier, uh, Taylor, is. What if any kind of parachute is he going to get? Because yeah. we saw reports over the weekend that he might get a hundred million dollars, all that sort of thing. But CBS uh, is saying, no, we're we're doing our own investigation into this, and it's and it's entirely possible that he's going to get nothing or next to nothing. Which, uh, and I'm not a shareholder of CBS, but I I kind of like the idea that uh, a CEO. Who's on their way out uh, potentially walks away with nothing if they're being fired for cause, which it appears to be, you know, and and spare me the whole stepping down. He's not stepping down. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no only in turn of phrase. Uh, definitely not. And as if I was a shareholder, I would be happy with that decision if he is found guilty with his own uh, personal internal investigation that CBS is running. And applause to them for doing it on their own. And hopefully it's done by the book um, without any. You know, foul play, but uh, yeah, if I was a shareholder, I would definitely applaud that internal effort. Yeah, I wonder if you're an analyst looking at the stock here. It's it's fascinating to me to look at these two charts side by side. The ten year chart 
in the five-year chart. Because if you look at the 10-year chart for CBS, the returns are there. It's it's actually been a pretty good stock to own, and it's outpaced the market. But look at it over the last five years. You haven't wanted to own. You haven't wanted to own this stock. It's it's not it's not performed well. The market's outpaced it, and I think that goes to speak to this quickly changing landscape. And so I think they are going to be facing more of that in the coming years. Um, yeah, I just I have a hard time understanding why someone would come out and just immediately say, "Hey, yeah, we're not worried about leadership change here. This thing is still a buy." Because clearly, it's it's a company facing a lot of headwinds. Snap is looking for a new chief strategy officer. Imran Khan is stepping down, saying this is not related to any disagreement with Snap. He's been there a few years. He helped take the company public, and. I don't blame any listeners um, who are listening to this right now and thinking to themselves, wait, weren't you guys talking recently about another member of the leadership who left? Because, yeah, since they went public last year, they've had turnover in the following positions. Chief Strategy Officer, Chief Financial Officer, the Head of Product, the Head of Engineering, the Head of Sales, the Head of Hardware, and their Chief Counsel. Talk about My drama! Goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. we've been less than bullish on this company. I think from the get-go on this uh, podcast, and remain that remain that way today. Especially when you see uh, Instagram stories really taking a lot of market share. I believe from Snapchat lost about three million daily active active users in the last quarter, and gave lower guidance than expected on on the top line. So to see the chief strategy officer leave while the company isn't really performing. Up to expectations is is definitely a bad sign. Yeah, we talk a lot about how um, with certain companies, leadership can sometimes not only be a big reason to invest in the business, it can also be one of the biggest risks as well. Mm -hmm. And you think about companies like. Under Armour or or Tesla, I think Snap falls into that category as well because more and more this is clearly becoming an investment that depends really on Evan Spiegel at this point and and what he wants to do with his platform. And we heard a lot in the early days the word visionary get batted around with them. I mean, listen, (laughs) this is a messaging platform. Okay, let's just make sure not to take this too seriously. I mean, this is a company that's building out a messaging platform. That's what it's doing. I know they like to call themselves a camera company, whatever. Just start making some money. Figure this out, because as it stands right now, we've seen this play out before. We watched Twitter do the same thing back in the early days. They went public early, didn't really have a clear idea of what they wanted to do with the business. There was no real strategy. And then what comes from that is just this revolving door uh, when it comes to leadership. And now we're watching it play out again with Snap. So it's not to say that Snap can't be a good business or a good investment in time. I think it certainly could. Um, but based on what we've seen to date, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, yeah, I want to see who they get in there to fill this position because I think they're intending to fill it with a chief business officer, um, who's going to be someone who can help evolve the business model somewhat and, and figure out how to monetize that platform in the best way possible. Um, but as it stands today, still very much a one-trick pony, and that trick ain't so impressive as it stands. I'm glad you mentioned Under Armour because that was one of my thoughts when I saw this news this morning. Was how we've talked and others, but we have talked in this room about. At various points in 2018, 
in talking about Under Armour, we've talked about Kevin Plank and saying, look, one of the legitimate questions about Kevin Plank right now is, can he keep a leadership team around him? And I saw this story with Snap this morning, and it said, I think we need to start asking this same question about Evan Spiegel. Yeah, he's chased just about everybody out. It seems like maybe not him, but something is. Well, I mean, by all accounts, it does seem like a bit of a tough place to work. I mean, I've never been there, I've never interviewed anybody from there, but everything that we've read to this point leads me to believe that it's not the easiest place to work, and he's not the easiest guy to work for. So you got to at least take that kind of stuff into consideration. Plank, by far and away, I mean, we saw that same thing play out. I mean, when you have executives leaving, typically they're leaving for a reason. I mean, one or two is is one thing, but when you have a revolving door, that's that's another entirely. Mm-hmm. So when we were when we we held Under Armour in million dollar portfolio, and and the leadership team was one of the qualifiers there for the for holding on to the investment. We need to make sure that the CFO and the COO stick around for at least a little while. And by a little while, I mean like five years, right? <laughs> I mean, we need to know that he's created this environment where people can work and succeed. Um, I think Snap has that same burden at this point. Quick shout out to Casper. I don't know the last time you bought a mattress, but if it's been a while, you should check out Casper. Their mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce, and they make buying a mattress easy. You order online, it's delivered right to your door in a compact box, free shipping and free returns in the US and Canada, and it comes with a risk-free 100-day trial. Considering we spend a third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. I actually tried out a Casper mattress last week when I was up in New York for the uh, the podcast Upfront. You didn't yeah. take it with you, I'm assuming. I did not take it with me. No, I, I, only, I only steal uh, large air purifiers and <laughs> yeah. then I return them. No, um, no. You heard that? Didn't the you? hotel I was staying in had Casper mattress. Nice. It, oh, it was. I slept well. Let me just put it. That way, I slept very well. Uh, it's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. Get fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com/fool and using the promo code Fool at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com/fool and use the promo code Fool at checkout. Uh, before we get into the full memo, uh, since we are talking about executives, can I, can I just say one thing about Tesla, please? Yeah. Because I've watched the. The drama over the last few days play out with uh, Elon Musk going on Joe Rogan's podcast, and and it, I'm always interested in media narratives. And there's sort of the initial uproar to Musk smoking pot on Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast, and then the backlash to that, saying, "What's the big deal? It doesn't matter." It's le-. and 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 I've sort of netted out the whole time watching this whole thing. Um, thinking to myself, you know what? And I'm not a shareholder of Tesla, but I look at this and I think to myself, for me personally, it's not about the pot. It's not about the whiskey that he was drinking. Um, it's about the fact that he thought it was a really good use of three hours of his time to go on Joe Rogan's. <laughs> Joe Rogan, if, for those who are unfamiliar, a comedian who hosts one of the most popular podcasts yeah. out there. Um, last time I checked, Tesla and Elon Musk are not hurting for publicity. So that that to me is the question. Like, I don't care about the pot. I'm like, really? That's the best use of your time? Yeah. I so I I've not heard the podcast. I mean, I only really followed what happened on Twitter. And and I mean, I I'm conflicted because I really do like what Musk is doing. I think the world is better off with him and his big picture thinking. 
and, and I, I tend to agree. I feel like pot notwithstanding, whiskey notwithstanding, whatever, for me, like it's the perception. Whether he inhaled or not, I don't. None of that really matters for me. It's just the perception that you're creating, because in very many cases, perception ultimately is reality. Mm-hmm. And when you're running two very big companies like SpaceX and Tesla, you have to at least acknowledge the fact that perception really is the bottom line. And, and he he created that storm. And I think the perception is what's working against him right now, and that that could be a problem. Our email address is marketfoolery at fool.com. From PJ, who writes, I've recently been given the option to take part in my company's employee stock purchase plan. I'm allowed between 1% and 10% of post-tax income to purchase company shares quarterly at a 15% discount vested over five years. Um, goes on to write, fellow employees have been encouraging me to put as much money as possible into this plan due to the large discount on share price and our company's track record. As someone in my young 20s now, my only qualm is that buying into a single stock, even my own companies, seems to be putting too many eggs in one basket. I feel that buying into a simple S&P 500 ETF would, over time, prove to give back larger gains. I'm curious what your opinion is on this matter. Thanks. Uh, great question, mm-hmm. PJ. And uh, we've, we've gotten sort of this version of question uh, from different people over the years, Taylor. Um, because, on the one hand, we love a we love a good discount. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Whether Especially it's on a Casper mattress or our own company stock, <laughs> we love a good discount. And particularly for people who are in a four hundred one k plan where there's companies matching of any sort. I mean, that's that's just free yeah. money. That's great. Um, as the youngest person in the room, uh, what do you think on this area? Yeah, no. Um, first off, great for you know being this open minded about investing in your twenties and uh, willing to commit some capital to it. But uh, for me personally. Fifteen percent is a great discount. They are locked up for five years, so you're committed to, or not, I guess, vesting over five years. But uh, so you're already quasi locked into being a long-term investor. Uh, definitely want to feel comfortable with the financial standing of your company. But for me personally, I wouldn't max out because you know not only are you getting these company shares, but this company's also paying your paycheck. So you're 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 more beholden to its success in just the stock that you're investing this money into. So. For sure, I would take advantage of some of it, but uh, I probably wouldn't be maxing that out myself. Max out the match in your 401k, and then and diversify a little bit, but uh, probably wouldn't max out my my holdings with just that one stock. Jason, what about you? Yeah, who are these employees that are pushing you to make this purchase and max it out? I mean, I'd ask for their track record, frankly. I mean, what, what do they know? Um, I mean, seriously, in all honesty, I, I do I do wonder. I mean, if everybody's sitting there telling you to do it, that's kind of one sign for me to maybe take a step back and yeah. think, okay, what? What's what's the other side of this coin? Let's flip this thing on its head. Um, I, I think Taylor really hit on one of the most important points, though, is that, that your employer, and so you have a lot of exposure there just in in getting your paycheck mm-hmm. every every couple of weeks. And so I, I keep that in mind uh, with any of that. Also, we love a discount, like you said, but valuation when it comes yeah. to stocks is more art than science. It doesn't always make sense, and and you have to always keep that in mind. Um, at your age, you can take a lot more risk. That's no question fair, about yeah. it. But but I also like the thinking in in the question there about investing into an S and P index fund and letting that letting that roll because I do think uh, for any employee that's taking advantage of their four hundred one k, max out what your employer will match, and and really 
I think the only vehicle you really need to have is that S and P 500 index, and you keep on averaging into that over over the years through thick and thin, and, and you'll be very happy with the results. Taylor Muckerman, Jason Moser. Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate Thank it. You. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.